and gentlemen, 7 o'clock on a Saturday night, and as usual, that means it's time for the other podcast. I'm your host, Robert Stacy McCain. And I'm not. Hello, folks. It's John Hogue, the other guy on the other podcast here. Uh, Stacy blogs at theothermccain.com. And you can find my good friend John Hogue's work at hoguash.com. And... Even Diana blogs occasionally at dailyadvancement.com. How are you doing this evening, Diana? I'm good. How, I am just absolutely great. Um, the clouds have broken up. It's gotten a lot less humid. It's really quite a nice evening. Uh, how, so is it warm or cool it's down warm. in Valdosta? It's warm. It's warm. Yeah. Oh. Well, when I got off work um, mm. down near D.C., uh, Thursday afternoon, it was 80 degrees, yeah. and when I got when I got in the car about the same time to drive over here, starting out in Westminster, which is 40 miles north, roughly, by road, <laughs> uh, it was 31. Yeah, yeah, it's just been 31. <laughs> yeah. Weird week. Yo, we what? don't have, we don't have, yeah, yeah, we don't have our, um, uh, yeah, it's 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 kind of cool here. I built a roaring fire for my bride who is sitting beside the fireplace. Uh, well, here. good for her. That sounds uh, lovely. The, it, <laughs> yeah, reading a book. So, anyways, but yeah, we don't we don't have, you know, it's the football drought, so we don't have football to talk about. I I, I was just remarking that uh, I I go on Twitter and all I see are. <laughs> Uh, Patriots fans doing their mock draft projections, which is just <laughs> annoying. And I'm just like, it just wait till April, you know. But <laughs> but then then then, uh, then I look over and it's you know, and then there's the baseball has introduced a pitch clock. What? And I'm just, yeah. Oh my God. And I'm just like, Why? modernity does not belong in baseball. Okay. No, no, it does not. It is, it is the free... long, lovely afternoon watching the watching them on the diamond and keeping score in your little program. And oh yes, 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 the, the old fashioned way. Well, and singing, the other, and, singing the... The, and singing the at the seventh inning stretch. I mean, but come you on! Have, you have all these children out there in the world who uh, lose interest <sighs> in five minutes, and oh. so you've got to you've yeah. got to keep the. The, the ball's uh, going yeah. over the plate. Well, anyways, but since we don't have football to talk about, we'll, we do we'll talk about, we'll talk about, we'll talk about the crime wave in Valdosta, Georgia. Uh. One man is dead and another man is in custody after mm -hmm. a shooting incident inside of a moving car Sunday yes. night, according mm -hmm. to a Valdosta Police Department statement. Mm -hmm. Travis Denson, 39 of Valdosta, was mm -hmm. pronounced dead at South Georgia Medical Center. Mm -hmm. Demetrius Conley, 43 of Valdosta, is in the Lowndes County Jails on charges of felony murder, felony aggravated assault, felony possession of a firearm during Five. the commission okay. of a felony, and misdemeanor obstruction of an officer. So... Mm -hmm. Anyways, uh, so yeah, the old yeah. resisting arrest tag. <laughs> yeah, so I'm somebody shot somebody inside of a car. Yes, that it. I'm not entirely sure what happened. The story is, um, for one thing, at one point the writer became so antecedently challenged that I'm not even sure who did what to whom. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, antecedently so, you know, challenged. Ah, uh, pronouns. 
Yeah. Well, yeah, no. The, uh, well, you know, it's sort of like there are passages in the gospel where he did, he, uh, where he immediately got up and followed him, but you don't know who's he and who him is. Um, well, it's easier and, if you read Greek. I know, but about four sentences on, nobody there, you're not entirely sure who the pronoun well, re well, refers the to. The victim was driving when the shooting occurred. Now, I, I got That's really after dumb. the shooting, Denson lost control of the vehicle, resulting in the wreck. And I'm like, wait, you're you're riding in a car with somebody and you shoot the driver? I mean, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah. Well, well I, crazy people are dangerous. We'll get to that later yeah. in the show. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. drugs uh, drugs do nobody any for any favors. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Anyway, but otherwise, around the entire world, there's good news and there's bad news. Okay. Uh, mm. First, the bad news. Um, the performance uh, on and off the job of Biden administration diversity hires has been so <laughs> poor that actually there are people in the country who now know that the Department of Energy has a deputy assistant secretary for spent fuel. Uh, and uh, they actually know who the secretary of transportation is. Yeah. I couldn't have told you who, who it was under, uh, under uh, Reagan or Bush or either of the Bushes or even, um, wait, it was, didn't the guy who was the secretary of transportation under Clinton fly into a mountain? Or is that uh, something not, else? No, that well, that was a, several people have done that stupidly. I can tell you that Elizabeth Dole was transportation secretary uh, under Reagan, and she's the reason okay. why we've got the extra brake light on the back of our cars now. Oh, but, okay. Uh, the, but there is good news. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, because the failures uh, that we uh, I was just talking about are attracting attention to various sinecures in the federal bureaucracy that have been underperforming or in some cases actually detrimental to the country. So there's, you know, people are actually starting to look around. Okay. Uh, you know, so that's the good news. Meanwhile, sinecure or sinecure? Sinecure. Huh. Okay. And, uh, uh, well, it depends on whether you, uh, if, if you mispronounce it in church Latin, it would be a soft C, but it's uh, yeah. in Latin, all C's are hard. Yeah, uh -huh. I know that. I just had a slight, I had a, uh, never mind, go on. Yeah, uh, anyway, uh, anyway, the, uh, the, but it, it well, actually, it, uh, it comes from sine uh, cura, curia, which means uh, to yeah. have, which without, have a, without a job, without a, yeah, without a job, and yes. uh, a cure being to fix something. So it's yes. that, that's that's the there. There's our Latin lesson, uh, mm -hmm. and I didn't even. Uh, I'm not going to make you write it a hundred times before morning. Uh, I, am gonna, <laughs> I am going to. I am going to make. I am going to. My favorite scene. <laughs> oh, we're going to get to. We're going to get. We're going to get to weighing ducks a little later. Time. I got that, but. The uh, but anyway, I'm going to make St Stacy talk about President's Day instead. Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, President's Day. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, Ukraine Joe ignores Ohio was the headline, uh, uh -huh. uh, and it's uh, and I retweeted or I, I uh, screen capped a tweet from uh, Josh Hawley showing. President Biden meeting in Kiev with President Vladimir Zelensky. Uh, and uh, Josh Hawley's reaction was no time to visit East Palestine, Ohio, but plenty of time for this. And by the way, it's yeah. pronounced by the locals East Palestine. Yep. Uh, I, I, to, 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 Go off on a short tangent. I was watching. Well, that's yes. It's it's also uh, Lima, Ohio, just to the north. Right, and, right, right. And Piru, Georgia, and yeah. Piru, Indiana, Cairo. and yeah. there's Cairo. also Berlin as, as opposed to Berlin, and there's Viola, Tennessee. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. Well, anyway, anyways, but I was I just happened to be watching a a video of a guy uh, traveling through some towns in Alabama, and he pronounced it Lafayette. 
And I'm sorry, locally it's Lafayette. Lafayette, yeah. yeah the Lafayette, Lafayette Avenue yes. is the road. No, no, it's just uh, two uh, syllables, Lafayette. Well, and Lafayette. <laughs> well, in, in Nashville, it's Lafayette, and that's Lafayette as US 41 headed down toward Georgia. Yeah. So, but there ain't but, nobody but, hiring back in Lafayette if you're in Louisiana. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyways, meanwhile, back in the ranch. Um, <laughs> Ohio is Trump country, so screw them. This has been the general Democrat attitude toward the residents of East Palestine, Ohio, dealing with the catastrophic train derailment, a story being deliberately ignored by the stenographers of the liberal media. Uh, so um, Ukraine Joe flew to Kiev, and while he was there, he promised $500 in additional military aid for Ukraine. 500 uh, million. Yes, Jeez. 500 million. Yes. No. It's only, a a, it's only a half a billion. No. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Benny Johnson, who has been around forever. Uh, 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 God, I met Benny in 2007 when he was still in college at a, mm -hmm. at a Young America's foundation event in california uh mm -hmm. character always anyways benny points out the white house to east palestine ohio 200 miles 30 minute flight the white house to kiev mm -hmm. ukraine 5,000 miles 12 hour flight guess which trip joe biden prioritized well yeah that's mm -hmm. just it but like i said he did it on president's day and of course everybody and his brother and sister and mother-in-law seems to have a President's Day list of you know the great presidents or that sort of stuff. I put out my President's Day list. Actually, both of my presidents' lists uh, on this President's Day. Uh, first, the most beneficial presidents. I'm, I'm not worried about best or worst. I'm worried about beneficial or most harmful. Mm -hmm. And it for a tie for first place is Washington and Lincoln. And if you don't mm -hmm. understand why, you've probably flunked American history. But um, my one of my probably my most controversial pick on the entire list is number three for most beneficial, and that's James K. Polk. Mm -hmm. uh, he's the reason the country goes all the way to the Pacific Coast. Yes, he turned us into a true continental power, and he kept his promise to quit after one term. Yep, I mean, there, interesting man. There. Yeah, number fourth place Reagan. And that's for a reason that most people don't get. He provided, he and Margaret Thatcher provided the leadership the West needed to uh, uh, really put an end, an effective end to the uh, 20th century's experience, experiments with Marxism. Mm -hmm. Now, Marxism is raising its ugly head again, but mm -hmm. we owe a lot to Reagan. Yeah, and well, then, don't forget the moral. Don't forget the moral authority of John Paul II, who did provide a moral articulation. That um, while I agree that Reagan and uh, Thatcher had a lot to do with it, um, the insistence of John Paul II on the uh, essential dignity and liberal liberality, the freedom of the hu individual human person absolutely essential to knocking down marxism well he he, he was the he was the intellectual and moral power behind it yes and the he other, was the, the other two were the political clout well Correct. well, well but, uh, yeah let's let's not uh, forget uh, solidarity union in poland because because yeah. the, well that that but that's the because influence, of john paul the influence but of that john doesn't have paul. that doesn't have anything to do with the president's list okay i'm sorry <laughs> okay. Uh, we're so, sorry uh so, We've distracted. Uh, We're sorry. Fifth place. Fifth place is another controversial pick. I and that's Calvin Coolidge, and he gets fifth Silent place Cal. for just leaving well enough alone. <laughs> Calvin Coolidge is is our most underrated president. He very was, much so. Uh, he um, could articulate the American. Uh, you know, some of his speeches. If you read them, it's almost poetry. Mm -hmm. uh, how how well he understood what liberty is really all about. When he did open his mouth, he had something to say. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, most harmful presidents, it's a tie again, Buchanan and Andrew Johnson, the, the two bookend presidents of the Civil War. The mm -hmm. Civil War started on Buchanan's watch and mm -hmm. was still actually going on a little bit out in the West uh, uh, when uh, 
Lincoln was assassinated. So these are the book in presence of the Civil War. Mm -hmm. uh, Buchanan's incompetence basically made the war unavoidable. Guaranteed it. And Johnson basically uh, uh, did everything he possibly could to slow down the recovery from the war. Third place, Woodrow Wilson. Mm-hmm. And, Agreed. Although and, I might rate him higher, but go. <laughs> well, no. Uh, basically, he did two things that, that really have had a lasting detrimental effect on American society. First of all, uh, as soon as he got in office, he resegregated the federal government. Mm -hmm. and, and then he ran the, his, the World War I police state that he ran that uh, yep. uh, laid the groundwork for a whole lot of other bad things that happened. Fourth place, Hoover. And the reason is Hoover was a progressive Republican and he used progressive economic policies to deal with a recession in 1929 that turned it into a depression. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, and in fifth place, Franklin Roosevelt for using the uh, even worse progressive economic policies to uh, end the recovery that had been going on. Uh, uh, and actually, the, the country was out, was having positive economic growth uh, until FDR got in and slammed the brakes on and turned everything into the Great Depression. So your mileage mm -hmm. may vary, but those are the ones I'm picking. And you can throw all the rocks you want. Meanwhile, though, we go back to Ukraine and oh. note that it's a great jobs program for Americans. Yeah, my headline. <sighs> and, and by the way, this was very controversial. You've got uh, a lot of, of back on that. Yeah. Some <laughs> of the commenters, including uh, Ms. Dealey, um, <laughs> uh, uh, were, were critical of my of my formula War in Ukraine equals jobs in America. It certainly does. This is uh, it's it's not in a beneficial sense, but you bet you people are uh, working uh, three shifts a day at arsenals and things like that. Right. It's a Ukraine has been burning through the available supply mm. of artillery ammunition at a much higher rate than Western nations can produce ordnance. Uh, um, uh, Jen Stoltenberg of the uh, the the NATO Secretary General uh, warned that uh, <coughs> that uh, it's it's uh, necessary to increase production. Okay, mm. that our defense industries are under strain. He said they're firing up to as many as seven thousand artillery shells per day. You do the math on that, and you're talking about. 200,000 shells a month or 2.4 million shells a year. And what that means, of course, is lucrative defense contracts. It's also roughly an order of magnitude greater than our American production of artillery shells at, uh, at the time the war started. Now, we ramped mm -hmm. that up, but we're no place close. But, uh, but the Brits and the Italians, the Germans and the French are... Are, are having to ramp up production as well. And so are the Swedes. It's uh, yeah. jobs, jobs, jobs. Scranton Army Ammunition Plant, a Lockheed Martin plant in Camden, Arkansas, a new plant in Garland, Texas, Middletown, Iowa. Okay. I mean, all over America, there are places hiring people to, to produce weapons for Ukraine. And, and so, it's yes, the but they're not a very, the trouble is that this is an expendable. It's not really all that useful in terms of building things that go on and create more money and more jobs. Well, um, no, here, here's, and here's it needs the, to end. Here's the real problem. Among others. It, it, in, in 1915, uh, 16, 17, there was a huge boom in the munitions industry, in, particularly in the Northeast. Uh, and we were getting paid in gold yes. by the European powers. So, yes, we were making expendables, but we we're getting somebody else's gold for it. We're not doing that now. Well, no, we're, it, spending, it, we're spending borrowed money that we can't pay back. Well, well, you know, look, I, folks, I am just trying to look at it from the standpoint of the working man, okay? <laughs> it, it, my father worked 37 years at Lockheed uh, 
aircraft in uh, Marietta, Georgia. And I did. Those, that was good money, folks. And I, um, I, did, I did one of the control systems that was involved in converting the F-14 from a fighter to a bomber. I mean, so, yeah. yeah, there's been money made in the ordnance yeah, industry a yeah. long Well, I mean, I mean, you know, I, I'm just trying to be uh, pragmatic about mm -hmm. things and, and trying to see the bright side of hey, the as ramp long as up. we're heading to as long as we're going to hell, at least we'll be warm. Well, well the yeah. point is, no, the, the point really is, is that, is that Sorry. between here and Armageddon, we might as well make a profit, okay? <laughs> well, on the other hand, it depends on what we do with the profits. If we use them to turn uh, uh, our, our neighborhoods into San Francisco, uh, you know. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, 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 there was the Chronicle, the San Francisco Chronicle had I... a had a, had a uh, an opinion piece this week basically saying that denying or outlawing the use of the term latinx uh latinx was, <laughs> it was 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 a racist no uh, and, and, and and not just racist but transphobic right because uh, because uh, now you you're forcing people to use either the masculine or feminine uh, so, Have they know, even talked to people who actually speak Spanish? The only about people, this? the only people I know who <laughs> that I've encountered who use the term, I would have to refer to as gringex. Yes, you're correct. Uh, well, anyway, but I don't know. Uh, would you say loss or loss or loss? You wouldn't say loss or loss for that. It would, I'd ha it would have to be locks. But that would make me Yeah, I know. And there's no such word in, right. in Spanish. Yeah, well, anyway, it, look, it has to do with their ability to process the real world and <laughs> how smart they are, basically. And I, you know, I hate to tell people this, but smarts are genetic. Uh, it has to do with uh, what you uh, what you inherit from your ancestors, and uh, you know, stupid. Never mind. Don't go there. Stupid if there's is no as point. stupid does. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, and and, and in general, uh, right. if you if you have a child who is bright, he has at least one bright grandparent. <laughs> well. Well, I, I did a, a post called Blood Will Tell, as folks <laughs> say down home, and I oh uh, illustrated it uh, with my handsome son, Jefferson. Is he a good-looking kid or what? He Come is on, a good-looking boy. Um, I would not have bet on that when he was in his teens. His nose kind of dominated his face, but he's grown into his features. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Anyways, but uh, he's also very tall, by the way. He's the yes, tallest, that's member, of the, tallest mm -hmm. member of the family. Uh, but mm -hmm. uh, last week I had uh, texted him, what did you score on the LSAT? And he responded, 170. And, um, uh, and uh, LSAT being, of course, this... Law school, yeah. Law school, and... and uh, uh, and, and I went online to check, well, okay, how does that rank? And, and, and basically, uh, that's uh, Ivy League caliber. Uh, or, 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 you know, uh, you're at least at the uh, 25th percentile at Yale uh, if you're uh, 170. And so, mm -hmm. so that's, not, that's not bad anyways. But, uh, in uh, fact, my lawyer, who's a Yale graduate, that's roughly his, what his LSAT score was. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Anyways, and I told him the reason I was asking was because I saw a headline at Instapundit, two-thirds through the fall 2023 law school admission season, applicants are down 3.5% with the biggest decline, 7%, in the 165 through 169 LSAT. And I, I had no idea what that, what was meant by that, which is why I was trying to get an idea of, you know, well, what was my son's score? And, and, but when I told him why I was asking, he said, yeah, I'm better than those schmucks. <laughs> and so, so anyways, but that's, so, so good looks are hereditary. 
Intelligence is also coded into my son's DNA, but that unmistakable McCain arrogance is that nature of nurture. What happened was, <laughs> and how I got off on this topic, I, I, I mean, um, um, there was another headline at Instapundit, uh, Four Reasons Why Heterodox Academy Failed. Mm. And it was a, an article by a, a University of Cambridge philosophy professor. <coughs> and uh, he went off into uh, discussing the greatest taboo in our society. Mm. Um, uh, quote, is to consider alternative explanations for inequality, particularly those that implicate natural differences in the distribution of traits among racial groups. He went on to say, quote, there is nothing that seriously casts doubt on the hereditarian explanation. And if it weren't for the political implications, this wouldn't be controversial. Well, I went on from there to explain that this is something I've been saying for a long time. Average group differences, okay? <clears throat> this is important to understand, and it was what everybody seemed to not get uh, during the um, uh, discussion. Now nearly, gosh, how many? 20 nearly, years ago. 20 yeah, plus years ago. Yeah, 28 years ago uh, around about that over the book, The Bell Curve. And <clears throat> the authors, including Charles Murray, his co-author, uh, tragically died uh, right uh, before the book was published. Uh, but Richard Hernstein was a, mm -hmm. a, a professor of psychology at Harvard. Uh, Charles Murray and uh, Richard Hernstein had made this point that they, what they were talking about were the median numbers or an average, which, you know, there's a difference between a median and an average, but it's mm -hmm. close enough for baseball, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but anyways, but, but when you're talking about the differences between groups, well, how do we categorize people as groups? That's the first question you've got to ask. What, why are we putting people into categories? That's the first question. But the second thing is, is that Okay, what do the group averages mean? Well, they, the important thing is that a group average doesn't predict anything about an individual, okay? In other words, that when um, I, I make this point as an Appalachian American, okay, uh, I don't play the banjo, uh, drink moonshine, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not one of, I'm not some... Um, hillbilly stereotype, you know, and, and you don't have to be a stereotype, uh, you know, to represent your group, but that's, that's mm -hmm. what liberals are, keep trying to tell us. On the other mm -hmm. hand, uh, not typically with race, but with uh, sexual politics, uh, mm -hmm. uh, let's give, let's give an uh, example. Uh, IQ, the average IQ for men and women is statistically completely the same. Mm -hmm. But the standard deviation, the standard deviation isn't. And so no. uh, a man, it's, it, men are much more likely to be either idiots or geniuses. Yes. Whereas women on what, what, average are, you know, have the steadier average. It's really fascinating. Yes. But, but, but uh, on the other hand, there's some other psychological traits that where the where the averages are slightly skewed and so are the standard deviations. And so, if you walk into a, a group of a hundred people and you pick two uh, uh, people at random, uh, one man and one woman, the odds are that the the uh, woman is a, has a more agreeable personality. You got a sixty forty chance there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But well, yeah. But um, the thing is that we we you know average group differences don't say anything about individuals. The big thing to pay attention to, though, with uh, average group things, mm -hmm. uh, differences, is that those can be skewed by culture, and that right. can be a problem. Yeah. Right, right. This was the point. That was the point, by the way, mm -hmm. uh, that Thomas Sowell made mm -hmm. in that the, the whole debate over the also, Well, Also uh, Murray and losing ground. Yeah, 
And it was a very strong and very good point. Losing Ground I, is a brilliant book. Yeah, I, I went on for about 3,000 words uh, on this topic during the, uh, uh, in my blog post. But the, uh, uh, the, one of the things, examples I used, it may be unlikely in terms of statistics for a Vietnamese immigrant to become an <laughs> NFL linebacker. <laughs> yeah. But don't tell that. To Dat Win, do you know who Dat Win was? The, uh, the greatest hand, no. linebacker in the history of Texas A and M. And I, I happened to watch a, a video of his highlights. Mm. God, he hit so hard. I had mm. never seen anybody. I mean, I've seen Butkus play. I saw, <laughs> you know, you know, I saw the greats, uh, uh, Nietzsche, uh, uh, Frank. Uh, what's his name? But anyways, but I, I, I've seen some of the greats, but, but that guy that's just it, it, man. That's just it. You've got to get to the point where, yeah, the, uh, there, there are odds about large groups of people, but individuals mm -hmm. are individuals. And Correct. there was a wonderful example of that uh, uh, that came out this week. It turns out that Angela <laughs> Davis is a descendant <laughs> of the Mayflower. <laughs> I read that and having, um, I remember she was teaching at SF State when I was there and I heard her, I never took a class from her, but I heard her speak a number of times and the, how she must, that must have been a terrible shock to her. <laughs> well, you know, the thing, the thing is, is that, by the way, every, every, you know, sometimes out on social media, you see people posting quotes. Yes. Um, uh, you know, by, by um, uh, Angela Davis. And I'm like, mm -hmm. do you know who this is? Yeah. I mean, oh, my God. Um, uh, what was it? The Marin County Courthouse? Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Marin. But yeah. Marin. Uh, the, uh, the, anyway, the uh, but the, that's just it. You know, she's an individual and she has her genetic heritage just like I have mine. Just like my son has his genetic heritage. My son, through my wife, is a descendant not from the Mayflower, but the second boat. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, one of my wife's family's uh, treasured heirlooms is a copy of a petition that John Potter uh, signed mm -hmm. in the 1730s not to have a witch burned. Uh uh, is the that we we're from the British tradition? Witches were hanged; they were not burned. Yes, right. People That's are only burned per, uh, under English common law. People are burned for petty treason. Uh, petty treason being um, a servant mur murdering their master, a woman murdering her husband or her mm. children, or a child murdering a parent. That's petty treason. Well, well, well anyway, I, the, the, but but you know, they're but all, well, you want to talk about uh, Angela Davis, though. When, whenever yeah. anyone Sorry. brings that up, I say Judge Harold Haley could yes. not be reached for comment. For comment, yes. yeah. But well, on the other hand, I'm not making this up, you know. But on the this coming year, which is be the 79th anniversary of of the Normandy invasion, on the the anniversary of D-Day, coming to a Bookstore near you in the She Persisted series will have the book on Rachel Levine. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. And, oh, no. Amy, Amy Carter? No. No, no, it's no. Chelsea. Chelsea Clinton. And I'm like, what a grift. What a, what a, what uh, a, what a, how does she, how does this keep going? You and know, do, has I, she no shame? Uh, you know, the thing is, by the way, uh, speaking of my son, Jeff, once uh, I took him and Emerson in 2008 mm -hmm. uh, to a campaign event in West Virginia over here in Shepherdstown, mm -hmm. um, uh, to, it was a Hillary Clinton rally, and um, Chelsea was uh, there at uh, Shepherds College, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, they actually got to talk to Chelsea for a long time and after because mm -hmm. uh, they were on what's called the rope line you know mm -hmm. actually behind a barricade and, they, uh, mm -hmm. and after she came back and I said well thank you for talking to my my sons and she said oh they're your son they're so cute so yeah. you know Chelsea Clinton 
praise my kids. Oh, okay, well. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm just throwing that out there. Well, okay. While you're doing that, though, uh, see, you and I have all, and Diana have all these interesting things that we tell people, and mm -hmm. they should be willing to support that. So, Stacy, remind them of the yellow button. Yes. Welcome to the portion of the podcast where we engage in the celebration <laughs> of shameless capitalism. And I tell you that if you will go to my blog, theothermccain.com, uh, near the top of the center column, you will see the yellow button, a yellow button with the word donate on it. If you will click the yellow button, it will take you to my uh, PayPal account uh, where uh, you can contribute dollars, peso, pesos, shekels, uh, euros, yen, whatever currency you've got except Russian rubles, PayPal will take, and you can contribute to help support uh, the blog, uh, this podcast, but most of all, uh, to keep my wife happy because she likes it when I make money off this endeavor, and keeping my wife happy is job one. Meanwhile, over at my good friend, John Hogue's blog, hogwash.com. Oh, there are several ways you can support Hogwash and or this podcast. Uh, if you go up to the menu bar at the top, there's a thing called the DMCA contact. It actually has my snail mail ad uh, uh, address. And so if you wanted to ship gold, Russian rubles, <laughs> imperial rubles, I'll take those. I won't take the current stuff, though. Uh, but I'm just like PayPal. And there's a link to PayPal in the uh, sidebar. Click on the tip jar icon and you'll be taken to my PayPal account. Or you can shop at the Hogwash store, or you can shop using the Amazon affiliate links that you'll find at Hogwash and uh, the other McCain, and actually other places around the uh, internet. Uh, this is one thing that Amazon does to support bloggers. We get a little cut of the action when you use those links, and we're thankful for it. Uh, oh, also, uh, you could just... Remember the five most important words the English language for us. Hit the freaking tip jar. Indeed. Thank and you. Uh, speaking of Amazon, by the way, right now at the top of my blog. Yes, I was going to say, <laughs> Stacy, you should tell people that in addition to the yellow button, you have a special offer. Yeah, yeah. You can purchase a seven horsepower wood chipper from Amazon for only $659 through my associates program, and that would pay me a commission. I I, I just want to say I, I've been following the news from Georgia mm. lately. And, uh, oh, yeah. Uh, I, I think that people want to invest in wood chippers. I, th I think that would be a, a come in mighty handy. Recycling is a good thing for the environment. <laughs> you know, there uh, are states where composting humans is actually legal, which leads yeah. to my old friend's uh, thing about, uh, I had a friend who used to say, bad person, good fertilizer. Mm, yes. My well, only problem was that I kind of suspected some of these thugs would poison any soil they were laid in. That's true. On the other hand, I'll bet you none of them weigh the same as a duck. That's a fair cop. Thank you. That is a joke from Monty Python. What? And now? the Holy Grail. <laughs> Fifty years have gone by. That was uh, that was that was when we were uh, younger, you know. That yeah. going oh, to so the much younger. Movie, no, we're go not, to we're the not midnight gonna, movie. We are talk up some doobies and laugh your head off. We're baby. not going to talk about moose bites or, or llamas. Oh no, no, no! Nor definitely, we are not talking about rabbits. <laughs> but. We have had uh, uh, somebody I've in your yeah. general direction. Get <laughs> <laughs> we, we, away, have, silly nicks. Uh, on the other hand, it is, possible that, it is possible that this one uh, person who has been on uh, some of the cable outlets may, may in fact, weigh the same as a duck. Yes, yes, yes. She's a witch. She turned me into a newt. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, the, the headline is the headline is this is Georgia anti-Trump grand jury forewoman literally a witch? Nah, she's a fluffy bunny worshiper, but go on. 
Well, anyways, what the, the four woman of the they they convened a special grand jury down in Fulton <sighs> County uh, to investigate uh, President uh, Trump's uh, dispute of the 2020 election results. You know, and the the idea is is that if you don't think uh, Biden won election fair and square, you're a criminal. Anyway, so so there the grand jury's investigating. She went on all the. Uh, she, on MSNBC and CNN, and she was, oh, my God, it was terrible. She was giggling I like know. A, a, while she was talking about indicting people. And, and you know, it's like, and, and Trump's lawyers have to be just rubbing their hands in glee at the, <laughs> at the case for dismissal they've got there. So, uh, but... Um, I, I included a, uh, a couple of clips there, uh, but, but um, every, everybody noted her weird behavior and mannerisms, as I called them, her off her meds mannerisms. But, yep. what, but what about her interest in witchcraft? And I'm not <sighs> kidding. Uh, Internet sleuths dug up a Pinterest account apparently belonging to Emily Coors, which includes two pages crammed with posts about witchcraft, astrology, tarot, crystals, herbs, the usual kooky, wiki, wicca, pagan stuff that such seekers of arcane knowledge pursue. And and I'm like, I'm like, I, you know, somewhere out there, I, I guarantee you she's got a Tumblr account. Okay, Somewhere. It's, people like this always have Tumblr accounts, but it's, mm -hmm. it's. But Stacy, I just have. She's just a fluffy bunny worshiper. Don't even I, I, worry about it. Well, uh, Stacy, though, you know, <clears throat> the problem, if you keep putting pictures of people like this up again, I'm going to have to start talking to you about rule five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but, I mean, well, it's not like that. She's. We'll get to that next week. By the way, <laughs> uh, actually, we won't next week. Next week we're off. We're off. Yeah, we because, are. Yeah, because I can't make it to CPAC, and I'm, I'm and you're going to be down there. I'm going to be someplace else, and so oh, we are no. going to have to. We are going to have to take. Uh, uh, oh, next week that's off. terrible. That's but, terrible. But but yes. but speaking of Rule Five, um, I got I got us covered on that picture for this week. Um, mm -hmm. I, I had a post called past primeness oh, question yes. mark. Um, the still not ready for prime time Don Lemon uh, <laughs> got himself in a bit of a jam by saying that women over 50 are past their prime. Um, based on my experience actually living with a woman, um, I can say that some of them get better as they age. and Something and, uh, Don Lemon has not done since he left home. So anyway, uh, yeah, so, so I've had to put a, I, I put a picture up of the late Mrs. Hogue that was taken when she was 60. Mm -hmm. And you can go to Hogwash and look at it. And I think it qualifies for your, uh, for, for your rule five, Stacey. She is uh, beautiful like, and she looks very wise. And it, this, and and as far as being a, a pastor prime intellectually, at that point she was in graduate school studying to be a landscape architecture. After mm -hmm. having or had several other uh, careers, so uh, and being successful in them. So, but Don Lemon appears on what network? CNN. CNN. Well, it, it uh, play the CNN theme, John. Okay. Oh, I thought you wanted me to do it. <laughs> Actually, this isn't CNN's theme. This is the show that uh, outpolls them. Oh yeah, that's the Paw Patrol thing. Stacy, that's terrible. The Canadian Stacy. At their Paw Patrol, and from <gasps> now on, whenever, whenever we discuss 
the trouble, <laughs> never-ending woes at CNN. We're going to play the Paw Patrol theme because I am not making this up. CNN's ratings for some primetime hours are lower than this kitty show on Nickelodeon. Okay, so a so, Canadian kitty show on Nickelodeon. Anyways, yes. anyways, but. Uh, <laughs> But uh, we had a long series of, of uh, bad news headlines mm -hmm. um, uh, for uh, um, for uh, CNN last mm -hmm. week, and I, so I, 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 I demanded that we have this uh, segment. But uh, <laughs> here's the latest news: Don Lamont's three-day hiatus from CNN this morning resulted in a 5% increase in viewership for the struggling cable news show, which was thrown into turmoil by the co-host's sexist remarks about GOP presidential candidate mm -hmm. Nikki Haley last week. Uh, viewership of CNN this morning reached a total of uh, 617,000 households on February 17th, the first day of Lamont's absence. Uh, the next day, and by the way, what they're doing there is they're adding together three hours. The actual audience is around 200,000 per hour, but I don't Which know. Which is, you know, what you would expect uh, uh, the Today Show or Good Morning America to pull in a major market. Yeah. One city. Yeah. The next mm -hmm. day, viewership reached 678,000 total households during the three hour block, according to data provided by Samba TV. Um, anyways, uh, quote average viewership the two days following his comments was up 5% compared to the average daily viewership the week before, said a senior vice president at uh, Samba TV. And, and he, before he rejoined uh, the show on Wednesday morning, he tweeted out a message that said, I appreciate this opportunity to be back on CNN this morning today. To my network, my colleagues, and our incredible audience, I'm sorry. I've heard you, I'm learning from you, and I'm committed to doing better. See you soon. And, and I think uh, the, the great thing about that message was, uh, was that phrase, our incredible audience. Incredible <laughs> as in unbelievable, because nobody can believe that an important network news uh, show would have so few voters. And so, yeah. once again, it's time for the CNN theme. Yeah, no, it isn't. It isn't. Uh, <laughs> no, not, no longer you don't have it queued up? No, it's no longer available. Uh, I'm for, so uh, sorry. Well, I may be able to find it again. Hang on yeah, a second. Yeah. Yeah. I, you okay. were supposed to have it queued, man. No, I was not supposed to have it queued. It, it, <laughs> it, it, it went through in its I'm it sorry went in for its the amateur quality of the production here. I'm... I'm uh, we're going to have a staff training seminar. By the way, again, remember to hit the donate button. Mm. Uh, For the training and, purposes, yeah, and yeah, I will so conduct I, the training. Yeah, so I'll conduct I can, the training. I, right, right. So I can. <laughs> oh, we'll be there on the double. Whenever there's a problem, Brown Adventure Bay. Ryder and his team of pups will come and save the day. Marshall, Grumble, Chase, Rocky, Zuma, Sky, yeah, they're on the way. Paw Patrol, Paw Patrol, whenever you're in trouble. Paw Patrol, Paw Patrol, we'll be there on the double. No jobs too big, no pups too small. Paw Patrol, we're on a roll. So here we go, Paw Patrol. <laughs> Was yeah. there a little look See, that's there? a lot more exciting than <laughs> CNN. I'm sorry, man. I, they're so into it. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever there's trouble around Adventure Bay. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, you won't see that on CNN or MSNBC, for that matter. No, That's no, we'll just have discussions of airliners being sucked into black holes. Yeah, but on, on, on Sunday, on Thursday, oh this, I, you know, I watch this stuff so you don't have to. Yeah, and I will, I'm very thankful for that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I, I took a nap Thursday afternoon, woke up, and when I returned to my downstairs office, the TV was on Fox News, and they were having live coverage of the Murdoch trial in South mm. Carolina. And if you've been forced to watch any of that, you know that it's the dullest thing in the world. And I don't know why anybody thinks people want to watch this. I, mean, I, I Everybody that I know that's a news junkie online is going, why are we watching this trial? This guy's obviously guilty. There's no suspense here, you know. Anyway, so I, at five o'clock, I, I, I decided, okay, I'm going to switch the TV to MSNBC, right? <laughs> And, You're a glutton for punishment. Boy. Oh boy, believe it or not, I know you're going to be shocked by this. Nicole Wallace was still going on about the January 6, 2021 insurrection. <laughs> and I was like, does anybody at MSNBC have the objectivity to point out to the people in charge that their permanent fixation? January 6th now, January 6th tomorrow, <laughs> January 6th forever is irrational. It's just, it's just you know, I, but, you know, their core audience eats it up with a spoon. But anyways, mm. so I I had to walk Ginger, our, our little dog. So I, so I took her out for a walk and I come back and it's about, you know, 20 after. And there is Wallace uh, had apparently changed the subject and she was talking about the growing menace of right wing extremist <laughs> violence uh, with their guest from the Anti-Defamation League. And I was watching it a while and then I realized she hadn't actually changed the subject, but was instead trying to link this up to January 6th. OK, extremist violence. Right. You well, mean like uh, what went on in the summer of 2020 20 and 21? Right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, oh. Yeah. Anyways, but I, 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 I clicked the link. I, I, I actually went and looked. I, I said, what is this? Who is her guest here? Mm -hmm. And uh, I looked up his name and found out that he had just published this report, Murder and Extremism in the United States in 2020. And what they actually showed was that there has been a decline, I repeat, oh, yeah. a decline in the number of domestic extremist-related killings, uh, which have dropped from 78 in 2016 to a mere 25 last year, which is, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, it's basically down two-thirds in a span of seven years. So why is this, you know, oh my God, extremism. And then I found out that they were counting as among the extremist mass murders, uh, the shooting in Colorado Springs, right? Mm -hmm. the, the guy goes into, uh, shot up a gay bar, uh, <clears throat> killed five people, which is terrible. But I was like, that guy, is that what they're talking about? Because if you remember the gunman, Anderson Lee Aldrich, mm -hmm. right? Okay. He had been arrested uh, after a armed standoff at his parents' house uh, just six months earlier, mm -hmm. right? And, and it's like, it's like, hello, hello. You know, it's like, why wasn't this guy in jail? And, uh, and then I checked, I was under the impression, right, that this guy was a, a nut job. Right. Mm -hmm. And it, that it was not political. Mm -hmm. uh, so I so I checked the latest reporting on this guy and his public defenders uh, pointed to various medications in his name for <sighs> schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, anxiety, depression and mood regulation. Oh, uh, yes. So so so, you know, but anyways, but the point is, is that meaning that it is 
a federal felony for him to possess a firearm. Right, right, right. Anyways, but uh, but when you actually look at the number of homicides, the overall number of homicides in America mm -hmm. is, uh, for the most recent year available, 2021, there were 22,900 homicides in the United States, according to the FBI. Well, if you do the math, right, you mm -hmm. figure out that less than, a, well, barely a tenth of a percent of, um, of uh, all homicides are quote-unquote hate crimes or domestic mm -hmm. violence terrorist extremist violence. So 99.891% of the murders mm -hmm. are not kill people killed by extremists. So mm -hmm. so it's good news. And and well, then, yeah, I mean, you know, you, yeah. you have to have an well, event like, you have to have an event like 9/11 to, to budge that where it's, where it's a real uh, 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 violence. The other thing is is that you just look at the murder rate. Right. Okay. We're someplace up in the top five or ten of the, uh, in the world every year because mm. of people, the way people score things. On the other hand, if you take out Baltimore, New Orleans, Philadelphia, Detroit, Chicago, St. Louis, and St. Louis, yeah. we're we're in the bottom uh, decile worldwide yeah, yeah, of yeah. all countries. Yeah. Uh, so you just take out those cities, all of which are run by. No, left-wing administrations, and uh, all of a sudden, we're one of the safest places in the universe. In mm -hmm. 2022, Chicago reported 737 mm -hmm. homicides. Philadelphia had 526 homicides. Baltimore mm -hmm. had 333 mm -hmm. homicides. New Orleans had 277 homicides, and St. Louis had 200 homicides. These five cities accounted for a combined total of 2,073 homicides last year. But because none of these homicides apparently were motivated by extremism, MSNBC doesn't care, right? Uh, America's cities can be piling up corpses to the sky, and you're never going to hear about it from Nicole Wallace because all she cares about is right-wing extremism. On the other hand, all of those cities are full of aspiring rappers. One of my favorite update categories. Hang on just a second, because mm -hmm. I just closed the wrong window or something. <laughs> yeah, so we'll I, have training about that. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, well, I teach you how to find the dadgum soundbite. Well, yeah. no, it, well, the soundbite went by, and it, it was off. It was uh, uh, the cue was gone. So I, uh, Okay. I, well, anyways, aspiring rapper update. 27 years in federal prison for sex trafficking. Not long enough. Yeah. Yeah. I And this features Arian Jackson, a.k.a. Young Corleone. <sighs> and as I said in introducing this, you can't spell Houston without hope. Okay. And Arian Jackson specialized in providing the supply to meet the demand. Um. The judge uh, who sentenced him called his crimes horrific. Mm -hmm. uh, she ultimately sentenced Arian Jackson, who was an aspiring rapper, mm -hmm. to 27 okay. years in prison. Uh, some people wanted him sent away for life uh, because she, he could have gotten life in prison. This was so bad. According to court testimony, Jackson kept 12 girls and women in a house in Houston Houston and trafficked them for sex, forcing them to earn $1,000 a day using drugs, threats, and beatings to get them to comply. Some of the victims of this aspiring rapper was as young, were as young as 14, right? Yeah, yeah. Now, you do the math uh, because the story says that uh, uh, um, that they were they were forced to work on what's called Bissonette uh, Street, I believe Bissonette Street in um, uh, Houston, which is notorious uh, um, 
uh, a streetwalker area. Um, mm. Well, anyways, uh, apparently one of his victims or suspected victims was Kristen Galvan, who was only 15 when she was first arrested turning tricks on Bissonette Street. Oh. Um, they, she, the police returned her home to her family, but she disappeared a few weeks later in January 2020 and has not been seen since. Mm-hmm. Okay, nobody knows where she is. Her mother doesn't know where she is. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Jackson is a documented gang member, and I'm quoting from the federal prosecutor in this case. <coughs> Jackson is a documented gang member whose image appeared on a wanted billboard for aggravated sexual assault. He also oh. had numerous Instagram accounts in one he discussed being a pimp and posted pictures of himself with money and guns. Uh, and a washcloth cust- on his head. Yes, and while in custody, Jackson continued to control several victims through phone calls. In other oh. words, he was still pimping while he was in jail awaiting trial. Okay. Uh, But uh, when he was sentenced on Valentine's Day, quite appropriately, when Jackson was sentenced, he cried as he apologized to his victims and their families. He told the judge he, quote, never had a fair chance in life and asked the judge for mercy. By the way, Arian Jackson's mother is also charged with sex trafficking. Uh, But anyways, this is just, I mean... It, it's just it's just terrible well yep another aspiring rapper uh yeah yep. although this one this one is at least still alive yeah he's still yes. breathing on, yeah. on the many other, of them however yeah uh, on the other hand now but by the way stacy we it, at the end of the football discussions we were talking about uh some of the what the, some of the first games of the season would be and, and bama is playing middle tennessee state Ah. Mm-hmm. In Murfreesboro. Now you better warn them about uh, going to Hardy's. No, yeah, well, no oh, cold oh, fries. Just oh, no cold yeah. fries. Cause, cause, I will get to that. But you, hey, you, you know what? Alabama's had their basketball team. Uh, there, there were a member of their basketball team's uh, charged with murder, and <laughs> their their star freshman uh, was the guy that provided the gun, transported the gun. That they <laughs> killed a woman on the strip out in front of the university. Oh. And, and this is, and, but, but Bama's all about winning basketball games. I just want you to know. So yes, that but, the, but the, they're, they're going to be in Murfreesboro yeah. and they better watch out because there's crazy people. In Murfreesboro, oh, yes. Uh, and crazy 20- people are dangerous. 21st Very. century fast food anarchy is my headline. Uh, and I use art from a radio station uh, up there in Tennessee. A French fry assault incident reported in Murfreesboro. Police in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, are seeking a person of interest in an assault case which unfolded when an unidentified woman became angry over cold French fries. She approached workers at the counter of Hardee's on Middle Tennessee Boulevard and was acting angry, saying that the fries she was served were cold. I quote the the Murfreesboro Police Department, quote, the customer began throwing the food over the counter at the employees. As the unknown individual tried leaving the restaurant, an employee followed. Um... Uh, his hat was knocked off and the woman allegedly punched the worker in the face twice. Mm. So they're looking for a woman in a white four-door Hyundai sedan. So be on lookout for that. But meanwhile, if you're working in a fried chicken place in Augusta, Georgia, don't forget the biscuit. Quote, (laughs) A Popeye's customer is accused of ramming her vehicle into the fast food restaurant because her order didn't have biscuits. Belinda Miller, 50, of Augusta, was charged Wednesday with aggravated assault and criminal damage to property in the first degree. And, And this isn't the first time she has rammed a building with the same vehicle. 
Uh, the angry customer drove the SUV into the east breast entrance of the restaurant, nearly striking an 18-year-old employee. Um, meanwhile, going back in May 2020, <coughs> Miller claimed she was drunk and upset when she rammed her car into the side of an apartment building. Twice. Twice, yes. But she got probation, so... But oh, in Lord. Florida, however, make sure your customer gets her free cookie or else. <laughs> An Altamonte Springs woman was arrested and booked into jail on several charges after she allegedly loaded a handgun and began to wave it at a McDonald's drive through because she did not receive a free cookie she believed she was owed. So... Poor customer service. What can I say there, folks? Well, I hear the boogie-woogie piano in the background, which tells me we are nearing the end of this hour. So we will, we will be back in two weeks. That's right. Uh, two weeks on uh, Saturday night, 7 o'clock is always the time you can find the other podcast. Thank you for joining us, Diana. Happy to do so. We'll see you guys in a couple of weeks. Good night, Diana. Good night, Stacey. Good, Good night, night y'all. Mr. Briggs.